Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Rabbi Zev Parat will begin a brand new series entitled Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit. And then a little later, James Collins will have a moment of prophecy. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Whether you're listening on the radio, online, through our SWRC app, or via our podcast, thank you for being here today. Our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, welcomes Rabbi Zev Parat to the program now as they begin to discuss a Messianic rabbi's stunning supernatural journey to Zion and the life-changing treasures he uncovered along the way. Messianic Rabbi Zev Parat is our guest. He is the author of the new book, Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit. This is a very unusual volume. It zeroes in on the foundational platform that is behind the spiritual warfare emanating from Israel since ancient times, and it is affecting the entire globe today. I've read the book from cover to cover. It's very exciting, very spiritual, and I think Rabbi Parat is right on the target. So, can we live victoriously and purposefully in the midst of confusing world events? And so, in this book, you will learn much about spiritual warfare and how to overcome. Rabbi Parat, welcome to our show. It's such an honor to have you on the show today. It's an honor to be here, Pastor Larry. Shalom. This is very, very thrilling because you were an Orthodox Jew and became a Messianic rabbi. I believe you were born in one of the most ultra-Orthodox cities in Israel. And I think some of your ancestors were judges of the rabbis. Is that correct? Yes, Pastor Larry. I was born in Israel into a family of rabbis, what you would call the Sanhedrin, and my ancestors were judges of rabbis called Dayans. Wow. Meaning, like you go to Israel today and you see, for example, the rabbinic courts that we have in Israel. Every city has a rabbinic court. So my great-grandfathers, they were the head of these oh. rabbinic courts. Mm. Well, how did you come to find Yeshua as the Messiah? Well, the family wanted me to continue the tradition to become a rabbi, and so I went to Orthodox school, graduated to be a Sanhedrin rabbi here in Israel, but Yeshua had a different plan for me, and after uh, somebody preaching the gospel for me for many years, I received Yeshua as my personal Savior. I had a Mm. Damascus Road experience, Mm. 3 o'clock in the morning, God spoke to me from a shiny cloud and told me, Isaiah 53, He is the Messiah of Israel. Mm. I was born again and since then been on fire for the Lord. There are so many stories like that today. I personally believe we are going to see uh, revival. In fact, we are seeing revival, I believe, in certain parts of the world. That is so wonderful to hear that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Holy Spirit is working. Praise the Lord. I'm so excited about hearing your testimony. In fact, you talk about revival all over the world. There is a revival. The, the news, the, the Internet doesn't want people to know that. They want you to hear the negative side all the yes. time. Yeah, we live in a fallen world. It's true that there's a demonic outpouring. But having said that, there is a revival. Even here in Israel, we're seeing a revival like never before. We're seeing Jews being saved like mm. never before. Mm. And so that's something the enemy doesn't want you to know. Well, I understand that being a follower of Yeshua cost you. I think your grandfather had left you a substantial portion of his estate if you left following Yeshua. And so you made the right choice 
But sometimes such choices are very costly, but always with God's blessings. And I know God has blessed your work and blessed your ministry, and you've worked with Pastor Carl Gallops, and you're on our show, and you've been with Tom Horn and Skywatch TV. So the Lord has blessed despite all the opposition. My grandfather was part of the Sanhedrin, and being part of the Sanhedrin in Israel, he was very wealthy. And when he passed away, I was supposed to receive over $40 million in assets and cash money and a synagogue and, and a lot of his estate if I deny the name of Yeshua, if I just mm. sign a document that Yeshua mm. is not the Messiah. And I looked the lawyer in the eye and I said, I will never deny the name of Yeshua. Mm. And it looks like I gave up $40 million, but I earned eternal life and I earned the kingdom. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. This world is falling. Wow. Well, why is there such hostility in Orthodox Jewish communities against faith in Jesus? I mean, this is very strong, very powerful. Well, nothing's changed, Pastor Larry, in the past 2,000 years. Yeshua said, Jesus said, if they did it to me, they'll do it to you. One of the reasons is, is because the enemy knows that it started in the garden, and it's going to end in the garden. It's going to end in the New Jerusalem. And so all through history, all through the Bible, he's trying to stop the gospel. He's always after the firstborn. He's always after the males. Well, who's God's firstborn? The Bible says that God's firstborn is Israel. Who is Israel? The true Israel is you and I, the ones that are in Messiah Yeshua, the ones that are born again. And so he's after that seed all the time to cause destruction. And what better place to do it than Israel? What better place to do it than the Jewish people? And so this is the reason that he's the Orthodox Jews and Jews in general, not just Orthodox, also secular, believe it or not, even atheists get upset when you say the name of Yeshua here in Israel, mm. the name of Jesus. Why? Because the enemy knows that his time is short. Revelation 12, 12, it says that he knows that his time is short. That's the reason. But it's also in, like in the time of Yeshua, the time of Jesus, what were they afraid? They knew. A lot of them knew that Yeshua is the Messiah. They knew. They saw the miracles. They saw mm. him healing. They saw him raising from the dead, healing the blind. They were afraid to lose their power. Mm. And so the same thing happens here in Israel right now, that they're afraid to lose their power, because something about Israel that a lot of people don't know, although many people are not Orthodox here in Israel, the Orthodox movement here in Israel, the rabbinic movement here in Israel, control the country. It doesn't matter who's in the government, it doesn't matter if they're in the Knesset or not, they have the last say in many things. And so nothing's really changed here, and so they don't mm. want to lose their power, they don't want to lose their authority. Having said that, we're having Orthodox Jews coming to faith, hmm. rabbis here in Israel coming to faith in Messiah Yeshua, because the Bible says in the book of Amos, there'll come a time in the end where there'll be a famine, a hunger, but not a hunger for food, a hunger for the Word. Yes. We're living in those times right now right. when we're seeing Jews in Israel and around the world saved like never before. I know you write, and I find it very interesting. You say, quote, if I say I am a rabbi, they will listen. If I say I'm a pastor, they won't listen. This is the Jewish way. So you are a Messianic pastor. You actually preach the gospel in Israel, as I understand, and that's that's a miracle. All glory goes to Yeshua. I'm speaking to you right now from Israel as well. And yes, I, I preach the gospel here in Israel. I preach also not just in the streets, but I go into mosques. I go into synagogues. We have discipleship training programs here in Israel, what you would call house groups like the Book of Acts, right, right. all through Israel, south to north of Israel. And so those groups are growing and growing and growing, with more coming into faith in Messiah Yeshua. Mm. Yet the other side, we're having a lot of spiritual warfare, a lot of yes. persecution. Yes. But that's part of the end-time sign. And so even those that are persecuting us, 
some of them are coming to faith in Messiah Yeshua because they're sitting down, they're reading the scriptures, they're seeing what's happening in the scriptures, Isaiah 53, Micah 5.2, Jeremiah 23. They're looking at these, and the Holy Spirit's opening their eyes, what the book of Joel spoke about in the end times. And this Chaldean spirit, my book, Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit, deals with all this deception of thousands of years of this spirit trying to deceive not just the body of Yeshua, but also the Jews from their salvation. Yes. And it's backfiring on him right now because the devil is being unmasked. Well, I think we even have some real problems in the church because replacement theology, which I think is very wrong, and I know you do as well, but replacement theology seems to be growing in leaps and bounds, and I think there's even an anti-Semitism in the so-called Christian church today. And some of the churches are very big and very influential, and some of their pastors write books and are very eloquent in putting forth their crazy ideas. Absolutely. This replacement theology is also the Chaldean spirit working that somehow the, uh, the congregation, the church, has replaced Israel but the Bible says the exact opposite. You and I know that, that the church is Israel. The church is grafted into Israel and becomes spiritually Israel, what Paul speaks about in Ephesians, the one new man. And so this is a hindering problem here in Israel also. It hinders the gospel as well, this replacement theology. But I think a lot, a lot of people are beginning to, to turn and to see that this is a deception, because many people that have been taught replacement theology, not all of them are deliberately against Israel. Right. They've just been taught that, and they don't know the difference. But right now with ministries like yours and, and other ministries around the world that are opening the gospel, this truth is coming out, and many are seeking the scriptures and, and having a change of heart. I'm seeing that. There is revival in other places. You and I were speaking about China. You married a Chinese wife. I have a Chinese wife, so we have that in common. But you say she helped you in many ways. I understand she was from Shanghai. How did all that work out, and how has she helped you in your ministry? First of all, the fact that I came from a rabbinic family and married someone from China outside of being a Jew is already a miracle of God, because mm. the way I grew up was, as an Orthodox Jew, you marry a Jewish person, but God had a different plan. He brought us together here in Israel as the one new man. She came actually from a Buddha background. When wow. we met, I wasn't a believer in Yeshua, and she wasn't a believer in Yeshua. That's a miracle right there. And so she was praying to idol worship. I had rabbi pictures. And so after we got married, our house was a mess. On one side of the house, we had rabbi pictures. On the other side of the house, we had a big, fat Buddha doll. With, she would light incense three times a day. And then when I had that Damascus Road experience after four years of someone preaching the gospel to me on the Internet, and I got saved, I preached the gospel to her, and she got saved mm. after one week. And we took that big, fat Buddha doll, smashed it, and the house became a house of the light of Yeshua. And so we're in ministry together. She's a very powerful intercessor, and we do a lot of ministry even on the Internet in China, and she's involved in that as well. Mm. And so this is God's master plan, because God wants to show us that we're one in Messiah Yeshua, and I think that's the message here. Mm. But having said that, the family's against me. Heavy persecution, as I said, not just my grandfather losing that big estate, but also my family has been persecuting me, uh, trying to do everything they can to say that I'm dead, to say that I'm not Jewish, to say that I'm not part of the family. And so we continue to pray for them as the persecution grows. We're having that also with rabbis here in Israel, that when the head of the family gets saved and his wife's not saved yet, and we had to take a lot of rabbis out of Orthodox cities and move them to different locations right. because they wanted to come to their house and just burn the house down. Wow. Well, your book is titled Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit. 
And it says, a messianic rabbi's stunning supernatural journey to Zion and the life-changing treasures he uncovered along the way. So tell us, what is the Chaldean spirit? Why does it need to be unmasked? And does it have an influence today in Israel and in the United States and maybe the rest of the world? I want to back up a little bit to your other question about yeah. me being called rabbi here in Israel, because I think it's important. It ties okay. in with the Chaldean mm-hmm. spirit. And so... Matthew 13, we know that Jesus said, do not call any man rabbi, do not call any man teacher. And so a lot of people like to use that to attack and say, why are you calling yourself rabbi? First of all, I don't call myself rabbi. People call me rabbi because it just means a teacher, it just means a pastor. The context in the book of Matthew is just referring to Yeshua telling his disciples and telling the Pharisees, do not exalt yourself over the kingdom. That's what it means over here. Even Paul says, through the gospel, I became your father. And so if we take Matthew and we say you can't use the word rabbi, then you can't use the word father either because it says you can't use it. And pretty much you have to close down the congregations because you can't have pastors, you can't have deacons, you can't have anybody. That's not what it means. What is the time with the Chaldean spirit? Everything because it's using believers to turn against each other and try to say you can't call yourself rabbi, you can't call yourself pastor. And so this is what the enemy wants to take scripture out of context. What is the Chaldean spirit? The Chaldean spirit is a spirit that's sweeping the earth since the time that Satan fell. And so it's also called the Babylonian spirit. The mm, difference right. between the Babylonian spirit and the Chaldean spirit, they're the same. The Chaldean spirit is the head, I believe, based on Scripture, is the head of all the evil spirits. The Bible says in the book of Habakkuk, and I'm paraphrasing, chapter 5, verses 1 to 6, it says that, God uses the Chaldeans to sweep the earth to occupy territories that are not theirs. Right. And so we see that this spirit is sweeping the earth with deception. The word Chaldean in Hebrew, actually, is the word Shadim. And the word Shadim means ghosts or demons. Right. And so this Chaldean spirit is a demon, but it's the head of all demons. You quoted Habakkuk 1, where the Lord says, I am raising up the Chaldeans a bitter and hasty nation. And from what you're telling me, that's a good way to describe it. What we see, evil. The kind of evil we see in America, I've never seen before. I will be 81 in October. I used to be a state trooper in New York State. And of course, there's always been crime. There's always been sin. But today, you know, like with transgenderism and with homosexual, quote, marriage, that's another dimension. That's crashing the boundaries that God has created in the universe for our good. So the Spirit seems to be gaining power and gaining disciples, even in high places like in Washington, D.C. And here in Israel, I mean, people like to think of Israel as a holy place, but the same thing's happening in the Israeli government here, this deception, this Chaldean spirit authorizing gay marriages here in Israel, authorizing Mm. marijuana, the use of marijuana, things that people don't hear about in the news in America and other places. This is happening here in Israel. The Chaldean spirit has no boundaries, and he's here to occupy territory that doesn't belong to him. What belongs to God, belongs to God, is Jerusalem. He's here to occupy Jerusalem big time, and he's doing it in various ways, Pastor Larry. 1 Timothy 4.1 says, The spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith, and we see that today, and follow deceiving spirits, and we see that today, and things taught by demons. So 
looks to me like demons actually have a teaching ministry. They're not silent. They don't just afflict people physically, but spiritually and emotionally, and they've got their own gospel. They've got their own evangelism. They've got their own evangelist. Absolutely, and some of them know that they're deliberately false teaching. A lot of them don't know. They're just occupied by the Chaldean spirit. They don't know that they're teaching doctrine of demons. And so this is how the spirit works. This is why it's so important that people do read this book, because this book really opens up the door, not just to know how to pray, how to worship, but how to be prepared for Yeshua's second coming, how to recognize what the deception is. And even here in Israel, when I got saved, uh, Pastor Larry, I didn't really know too much about Christianity. I just knew that Yeshua died on the cross on the tree for my sins. He rose on the third day. I was saved. I was born again. But I didn't know too much about the Bible. And so I was excited. I wanted to see the places in Israel where Yeshua was crucified, where he was born. And so I went out to the 14 stations, the Viva de la Rosa in Jerusalem, mm, wow. and I started to go through these 14 stations. And as I was going through the 14 stations, Pastor Larry, I couldn't find the 14 stations in the Bible. And so the enemy was telling me, oh, you're a new believer. I didn't know it was the enemy, but now I know. You're a new believer. You'll find it in the Bible. I never found it in the Bible because it's not there. Hmm. And so this is the deception that many, many are coming to Israel and following the footsteps, so-called the footsteps of Yeshua, but they're really following the footsteps of demons. Friends, we are going to have Zev back with us. He is the author of Unmasking the Chaldean Spirits, a fantastic book. This is very, very important. So be sure to tune in to our next show as we continue our discussion of the book, Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit. We have much, much more from Rabbi Zev Parat next time. You can get the complete account of his stunning and supernatural conversion to faith in Jesus Christ as Messiah and Lord in his book entitled Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit. In this book, Rabbi Zev Parat shares how his conversion experience upended his entire life in a string of unbelievable ways and continues to do so today. Friends, you will be inspired by this testimony. Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit is available today when you call toll-free 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can always order online swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Also available today, the book 315, The Genesis of All Prophecies by Rabbi Eric Walker. In this book, you're taken on a journey following the biblical and historical thread of the first prophecy in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, from a Jewish understanding, all along having our previous paradigms sifted, stretched, and shifted. Order both Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit and 315, The Genesis of All Prophecies, when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order this collection online, swrc.com. Now, let's go back into the studio and have a moment of prophecy with James Collins. When I was a kid, I used to love to watch The Twilight Zone. Do you remember The Twilight Zone? Each week on the program, characters found themselves dealing with disturbing or unusual events, an experience described by the host Rod Serling as entering 
The Twilight Zone. Who can forget that old television show? Who can forget the way it stretched the limits of our imaginations? Who can forget the iconic scenes, the plot twists, and the bizarre endings? Who can forget The Twilight Zone? You know, lately I feel like I'm living in an episode of The Twilight Zone. Life today seems like something that even goes beyond what Rod Serling envisioned for his program. There is a vast disconnect between reality and what the world perceives as reality. It just makes my head spin. For example, President Biden recently bragged about the health of America's economy. Biden said the economy is good, and people believed him. But they're not shopping where my family and I are shopping. Soaring food prices and out-of-control gasoline prices have stretched our budget beyond its breaking point. And the current crisis in America is just the beginning of the turmoil that many economic experts predict will get steadily worse. But the president said the economy is great. Sounds like the twilight zone to me. Growing up, I was taught to work hard and to try to achieve the American dream. I believed that it was honorable to have a job to work to provide for my family. I worked my whole life to put a roof over our heads and food on the table. It used to be that people were proud of working hard to own a home, a car, and having nice things. But now, Klaus Schwab and the globalists say that people should not own anything. They say that we should share everything in some kind of communist utopia. They want the government to own everything before 2030. The globalists say people will own nothing and be happy. Sounds like the twilight zone to me. I enlisted in the army before I could even shave. I remember learning the United States Army values and believing that it was right to serve America and to work to make our country safer. Last month, the president and congressional leaders celebrated the passage of the $739 billion Inflation Reduction Act. By the way, does that even make sense? Does that sound right? Does it make sense that by spending $739 billion that our country doesn't have, that inflation will somehow magically be reduced? (laughs) You talk about the twilight zone. But anyway, in the new spending bill, there is not one dollar allocated to provide for more troops to defend America. The bill contains no money for more police to make America's cities safer. It contains no money to make America's borders more secure. Instead, the bill funds 87,000 new IRS agents to track American citizens buying and selling. One of the agent's duties listed in the IRS Help Wanted ad is to carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Another duty is be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. In recent months, the IRS has bought several million rounds of ammunition for pistols, shotguns, and AR-15 rifles. So we're not going to arm our military and police officers, but instead we're going to arm IRS agents? Sounds like the Twilight Zone to me. When I was a kid, we started each school day with a Pledge of Allegiance. I was taught it was honorable to be a loyal, patriotic American. But now it appears that even the Pledge of Allegiance is wrong. Last month, it was reported that the Fargo, North Dakota School Board decided that it is illegal, illegal, to recite the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States because it mentions God and it does not align with the district's diversity, equity, and inclusion values. According to the school board's vice president, the pledge had to go because it might upset Hindus, Muslims, and atheists. So now... 
now after 246 years of being a United States of America that believed in God we trust and that we are one nation under God, we are worried that saying so might offend some people? Sounds like the twilight zone to me. Perhaps the fog of living in this twilight zone is most evident in the church. You know, walking into many churches today is like entering a twilight zone. There we hear a message that life is all good and we can experience our best life now. It's like the church is shrouded in a fog so that it is not even aware of the outside world and the many prophetic signs telling us that we're living in the last days. My wife and I visited a church recently and we heard one of those everything is coming up roses messages. The pastor spoke about thinking positive. If you can think it, he said, you can have it. Well, there's a Greek word that describes that kind of theology. Baloney. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't want good things for you, but I am saying that this world is not headed to a better place. No, instead, Bible prophecy pictures the last days as being a mess of lawlessness, deception, extreme wickedness, corruption, and violence. That is the world we're living in today, and it is all leading to the rule of the Antichrist. America used to be a great nation, but today we're a country that is screaming for God's judgment, a nation led by fanatical advocates of abortion up to birth and all that the LGBTQ stands for, a nation that surely invites a stern response from God. Adding fuel to the fire, the current administration recently advocated for the dividing of Jerusalem and a radical two-state solution for Israel with pre-1967 boundaries that will leave the nation defenseless against its enemies. So we are a nation that has lost our godly values and we have abandoned Israel. Sounds like the twilight zone to me. The prophet Isaiah predicted that in the last days, people will call evil good and good evil. We're living in that day. The signs point to the approaching seven-year tribulation tell us that Jesus is coming for us soon. The rapture could happen at any moment. So don't be deceived by the lies of the world. Don't live in the twilight zone. Look to Jesus and live for him. This is James Collins reminding you that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Today in the Resource Center, we have a special two-book collection, Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit by Rabbi Zev Parad, and 315, The Genesis of All Prophecies by Rabbi Eric Walker. Order both, Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit and 315, The Genesis of All Prophecies, when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. In Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit, Rabbi Zev Parad shares how his conversion experience upended his entire life in a string of unbelievable ways. In 315, The Genesis of All Prophecies by Rabbi Eric Walker, you'll have a book that takes you on a journey following the biblical and historical thread of the first prophecy in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation from a Jewish understanding. Order both Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit and 315, The Genesis of All Prophecies, when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order this collection online, swrc.com. 
Tomorrow, we have part two of Rabbi Zev Parad's stunning supernatural journey to Zion. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.